everybody, this is Nick Sorrentino, and this is the Business Socializer Podcast for March 6, 2023. Very happy to have you with us. Uh, today, we are going to talk about um, some heavy stuff. Social credit scores and facial recognition. Uh, we're going to talk about it in the U.S. We're going to talk about it in China. We're going to talk about... Um, a possible, like, outright filing total ban on TikTok. So uh, that could be significant. A couple other things around China. Uh, we're going to talk about how Americans feel about um, artificial intelligence. And then we're going to talk about how Meta uh, plans to go forward in the artificial reality and the virtual reality worlds in the next four years. Uh, kind of had their rear ends handed, them, handed to them on the on the VR front here over the past year. So they're kind of, you know, doing slightly new jog. Doesn't look like that big a change, but first, so credit scoring, uh, what is it? Well, um, you know, regular credit score, um, scores you based on your credit worthiness. Um, you know, do you pay your bills on time? Uh, social credit scoring, uh, it reflects uh, how the government sees your character, basically. So in China, um, nearly everything is observed. I mean, like privately, publicly, like out on the street in most of the major big cities, uh, there are cameras on you all the time. Uh, facial recognition is used. And this whole system is driven by artificial intelligence. And uh, in China, I believe everyone has a score now. Um, you know, if you do something as innocuous as jaywalking, um, you'll get dinged on your uh, social credit score. Um, now, if you go online and say something bad about the Chinese Communist Party, you get dinged a lot. You get enough dings, you may find that you can't rent a... Uh, an apartment, uh, you can't buy an airline ticket, can't buy a train ticket, can't even buy a bus ticket. You can't go anywhere. Um, obviously, the the extension of this is I, I haven't heard this, but I imagine that uh, you know they could probably make it hard for you to even eat. Uh, you know, essentially turn off your um, your bank account if you're a bad enough boy. Of course, maybe at that point they just throw you in a prison in China. I don't know. Um, but anyway, in the United States, um, facial recognition is becoming a uh, wider and wider spread. Um, and it is being used essentially as a ticket for all sorts of things. Uh, you know, buying things, even entering stores or, um, you know, going to conferences, uh, you know, all your biometric data is being uploaded. Um, and, your face uh, is how you get in or out of all sorts of things. Um, now, obviously, uh, we we don't have a credit, social credit scoring system in the United States, and I pray that we don't ever. Um, but it is worth noting that what happens in China is not staying in China. Um, you know, the their system is being exported around the world uh, to all sorts of cities. 
Um, and it's entirely possible that, um, you know, a version of it could be found, will be found in the United States in the relatively near future. Now, that has huge impact potentially for us, all of us, uh, you know, on a personal level, but also on a business level. How will um, facial recognition, uh, you know, widespread facial recognition um, driven by AI uh, impact our businesses? Um, we don't know exactly yet. Um, and the framework, you know, let me put it this way. This is it. This is the time to have this conversation. In fact, it's a little bit past the time to have the conversation around AI, facial recognition, and so on. Um, if we want to remain a free society, and I, I'm not being over the top on that, it's a big deal. And before we know, it, we could sleepwalk right into kind of this weird dystopia that Chinese folks are already in. Um, so we need to think hard about that, um, and we need to think about what that will mean for our businesses. Um, you know, the, the, it, we, we include in the letter a, uh, in, an infographic that outlines the social credit scoring system. It's pretty, pretty messed up. <laughs> like, you, you should check it out um, because we as informed people need to, um, you know, potentially speak up this is this could be a huge civil rights or, or human rights issue um and a huge uh, commerce issue uh you know so uh i encourage you um uh, learn more we're, we're trying to keep you as on top of it as we can uh, and there's some good information in this week's letter or last week's letter now uh china again finds itself into, into uh, the business socializer uh because TikTok, the Chinese social media company, uh, may see an outright ban. Uh, it's looking increasingly possible. Um, is it going to happen tomorrow? Probably not. But um, Senator Warner from the Commonwealth of Virginia, my home state, uh, has introduced a piece of legislation with Senator John Thune, from South Dakota, a Republican, Warner's a Democrat, uh, Thune is a Republican, um, essentially calling for a ban on TikTok, um, or at least the, the technology uh, developed in China in TikTok, which, I mean, it seems like, you know, two are one and the same. Anyway, uh, as we've said in the past, if you have a significant presence in TikTok, just be aware that it is possible that it could go poof sometime this year. Uh, we hope not. Uh, frankly, I mean, we still use TikTok on occasion. You know, I mean, it's good for for some stuff. Um, and we do wonder um, whether uh, American politicians are getting pressure from the likes of Twitter and Meta and, and so on and Google uh, to kind of take out TikTok because TikTok is a competitor and that it's not just a security problem. Now, we think it probably is a security problem, um, but, uh, you know, th that is also maybe a factor. Interestingly, uh, we include a, uh, a, an interesting article uh, uh, where uh, apparently now um, officials are concerned that um, these giant cranes that are being used at ports uh, they were manufactured in China. It might actually be spying on our commerce, which is pretty interesting. Anyway, there's a link to that in the letter. Um, 
And one, you know, kind of along the same lines as what we were talking about before with the social credit scoring system, um, <laughs> and the ubiquitous like AI and so on. Um, Ford, and we did not cover this in the letter, um, but Ford uh, last week applied for a patent that allows the company to turn um, like off your AC, uh, it, you know, kill your power windows, even lock your doors. We assume also keep the engine from starting um, if you don't make your payments. Uh, additionally, they can make the car uh, make noises uh, like beeping noises to show all of your neighbors that you haven't paid your bill. Um, they say that, they, that they're not going to use it. Uh, well, uh, okay, then why are they applying for it? Anyway, keep that in mind when you purchase your next Ford. Uh, better be on time with your bill. Uh, could be kind of embarrassing. Um, anyway, on the subject of AI, uh, interesting new uh, poll from marketingcharts.com on what people think of AI. And generally speak, or at least AI-based text generation, so chat, uh, uh, GPT, that sort of thing. Uh, and... Across the board, uh, men, women, um, you know, all age groups, 18 to 65 plus, all think that it's generally bad for society. Um, it, and generally speaking, with each group, there's, so look, you got the 18 to 29, 30 to 44, 45 to 64, and 65 plus. Um all of the uh, demographic cohorts there, they all kind of slope down from like bad. And then there's a, the middle section is neutral and which is, you know, less than bad. And then the last one is good for society. And that's the smallest one for almost every group, except for one, which is interesting. Uh, it's the 30 to 44 group um, where only 23% say it's going to be bad for society. And 33% say it's neither good nor bad. Uh, and 20% say good. It is the only um, of the four different age groups that, that breaks out that way. And that's interesting. Why that is, I'm not exactly sure. But it's certainly worth considering uh, and thinking about. And I will be thinking about that in the week ahead. Uh, so anyway, uh, interesting graphic in the letter. And then lastly, uh, we cover how AR... Uh, and VR um, are going to, how Meta is going to go forward with uh, augmented reality and virtual reality over the next four years. Now, much has been made of the fact that the VR effort from Meta has flopped. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, this is, it's coming. Uh, how, it's, how it's coming exactly, we still don't know, but it is coming. And it's getting better and better. And as we say in the letter, and as we've said in the past, uh, once it gets to the point where, you know, AR uh, and VR glasses are essentially like regular glasses, not these giant toasters on our heads, um, you know, there, there will likely be more adoption. And AR glasses are, are getting there. Uh, they're not there yet, but they're getting there. Uh, we include an interesting uh, video about um, a company that is making... Uh, augmented reality glasses that allows deaf people to see the conversations going on around them. So, you know, you're at a, um, 
you know, your death and you're at like a cocktail party or something, you just have no idea what people are saying around you. But with these glasses, you now that people now can. Uh, very interesting. Uh, a short little video, but really, really interesting to watch. Anyway, um, I last week I was running around Washington, D.C. and some other places. And anyway, glad to be back in Charlottesville. Uh, thanks very much for, uh, for tuning into the podcast. And we will see you later this week. Until next time, this is Nick Sweetie.